I am Elle Penelope, author of Epic Fantasy and Paranormal Romance, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Monday, October 11th, 2021, and this is episode 141 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. And I'm recording late on Monday morning because, oh, I was on vacation. (laughs) I got back yesterday evening from our anniversary trip to Vermont. It is our 13th wedding anniversary, and every year we do a fall trip to coincide with the anniversary because we got married in fall because that is our favorite month, both of our favorite months. Um, Also, I wanted to get married in October because that's the month my father passed away, and I wanted to bring some joy to the month. So it was also his birthday month. Lots of things happened, a lot of family birthdays this month. Anyway, we had a wonderful trip to Burlington, Vermont, and the surrounding area. Did a lot of hiking, um, driving around, looking at the leaves. That's what our our normal trips are. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I did not have the energy or wherewithal to record yesterday after spending many hours in airports. Because for some reason, our direct flight from Vermont to Maryland was changed relatively last minute to two flights, one going through Philadelphia. Philly to DC is a 25 minute flight. I don't even know why they have flights from Philly to DC, but they do. And they made us do that. So extra traveling. So that is this week's best thing, my anniversary and our trip. Also leading into my writing update, I did not write while I was on vacation. I actually had scheduled to write one or two days, but Luckily enough, the day before, um, when I actually started the revision, I'd only planned to to do one scene, the first chapter, because I needed I needed to do a heavy revision. Like I had scheduled everything out. I had in my outline, I listed whether the scene required high, medium, or low level of effort. So chapter one has a high level of effort, but I actually finished it faster than I thought, and I got not only chapter one but one through four done on Tuesday, which was everything that I had wanted to get done that week and then some. So I didn't feel guilty at all about not writing over the vacation, which is really nice. And I realized I probably should not have even scheduled to write. Like I could have, I could have gotten up early and, you know, um, I do have to check my email when I'm on vacation because I'm self-employed and my husband has to check in with work too, even though he's on vacation just because of the kind of job he has. So it's not like there wasn't time, but it did take the pressure off and it actually ended up being really good which is something I have to remember because I got some great ideas for future projects while I was not thinking about anything else and just, you know, kind of having my mind be open and free, which I think is why. I had two like really good brainstorms. And um, one is for an anthology that I'm a part of, a new anthology that is with the Pharaohfeb authors. So Pharaohfeb is Fantasy Romance February. And it's something that started this year, I believe they're doing it again next February. And um, not just like a one month thing, there's a Facebook group, there's a website, there's a newsletter, which I recommend you get on if you like fantasy romance. Um, there is a giveaway happening now if you're listening in real time. And I will link to that in the show notes. You can win one of my books, like a big, um, it's a big, a big prize of lots of books from lots of the fantasy romance authors is up for grabs. So definitely check that out link in the show notes. Did I say that already? Um, so I'm doing a 10,000 word anthology. I'm doing a 10,000 word story for this anthology, which will be coming out next fall, I believe. And uh, I have to write it by the end of this year. And I hadn't even thought about it yet, but I had a brainstorm for that, which came from 
people always ask about inspiration, right? Where do the writers get their ideas from? In this instance, the idea came from another book that I was reading. Nothing to do with the characters or story. It was actually just a phrase, a phrase in the book. And I was like, huh, that would make a good title for a story. And then the title came and I'm like, well, what is the story behind that title? And then I just started thinking of things and I jotted down some notes. And so I'm not going to tell you yet because it could change, but that was just lightning bolt inspiration, like hmm, title, then story from title. Like, who are these characters? What is happening in this? Everything started growing from there. The second bit of inspiration I got um, was way more roundabout. And we were just kind of driving through nature, you know, like looking at leaves, there's a big lake, there's all kinds of nature happening. <laughs> we were hiking, like I said. And um, I got this other idea. And it, it, it reminded me of like a news story that I'd heard or like a, a video that I had seen about a specific topic. And I was like, that would make a good story. What if I added fantasy to that? And so now I'm still thinking about this second book for Orbit. I have not sat down and like put any time into it, which is something I'm doing this month. Like by the end of this month, I really want to have something to send my editor about this book two for this two book contract I have, both standalones. And I had this other idea that I I wanted to, you know, focus some some like thinking time on and plotting it out, you know, before before I present it to my editor. But this idea just came. And so I don't know if it's a good idea to try to like nourish this one because it's actually more in line with book one. So book one is the monsters we defy. It's the 1925 fantasy heist. And if they want a book that is more in that vein, this new idea feels like that, even though it's just like bare bones, no characters, no story, just it's kind of like two words, sort of like the, the genesis of the monsters we defy was Harlem Renaissance fantasy heist. It's like a similar thing. But then there's just the first idea, which I was up until now was going to try to nurture and flesh out is a bit different. Um, it's still in the past. It is still fantasy. It's a little more sci-fi fantasy, I think, but I don't know. So I need to really schedule some thinking and brainstorming and like flushing out time for both of these ideas so that I know which one, or maybe I present both. I don't know how to handle it yet. I don't have, I don't have enough of either one to really, to really know. Like the original one is actually based on drafts that I've done before, like a story that I've been trying to write for a couple of years, similar to Savage City. Um, I, I have complete a complete first draft of a version of the story that falls apart in the second half, like many of my first drafts do. I think it was a NaNoWriMo, maybe. Um, but yeah, the, I, the basic idea has been in my head. This is a book that I tried to get a cover for in 2017. I, I did get a cover for it because my, one of my friends was like, oh, that might help you finish it. You know, it's one of those things that's been around and it's, I'm changing it quite a bit, but the core is the same. And so I haven't figured out the second half of it. Like I just, I know the premise, I know some of the characters, but it's been through so many iterations that it's almost like a, a new thing. And I, I would have to start from scratch, even though I have, you know, several versions of drafts floating around on my hard drive. So it, it needs fleshing out. And this other thing needs is is obviously at a much less developed state, but they are they're both like starting from scratch and they both need everything. So yeah, I have some figuring out to do, but this new idea 
is really intriguing to me and it does feel like a better fit for if you liked this, then you like this. Whereas the new idea is still me, like I'm still telling the story, but it is vastly different from everything and might not be as good of a fit for the, the second book. So yeah, lots, a lot of things I have to think about and I'm trying to do that this month. There's not a hard deadline on the idea, but as of now, the book is still due next June, um, which I'm almost certainly going to have to push back because I don't have an idea in October and that's just not how things have ever worked for me. I mean, you know, The Monsters We Defy came about quickly, but not that quickly. So I do think it's, it's important for ideas to germinate a little while, to like sit in the soil of your mind and, and grow. Um, sometimes you'll fertilize them and you'll put like a hot light on it to make it grow faster. And sometimes they'll just grow naturally and then you'll have to prune it and shape it and use magic to like transform it into something completely different. I don't know where this metaphor is going, but um, yeah. Also, shout out to Elodie Novodatsky, who is the author, uh, romance and YA author, and I think she writes some other genres, and podcaster. She's the host of A Self-Published Author's Diary. Um, and she had recently gone to Vermont and I told her that I was going and she sent me this list of really cool things to do, which was super helpful because we rarely plan much about our trips. Like we'll have an idea or two about things we might want to do. Um, but I didn't plan anything for this one. And yeah, so her list was really very helpful. Um, and yeah, check out her podcast if you haven't, if you're interested in a self-published author's diary, I will link to it in the show notes. Other things in writing news. I am still working on the, well, I'm working on the revision now of Savage City, which I did not work on last week. But last week I did work on the book description, the book blurb, back cover copy, and um, the keywords and the categories and the log line. So things that you need for publishing. And these things also helped me figure out the book blurb because the, the cover is being done and... Um, you know, we, we got the the front, the main cover, the ebook cover done. So now uh, that designer is doing the full spread for the paperback. And it's just dummy text for the book blur because I hadn't written it yet. I hadn't finalized it. I had one that I've been, it was like a working version. And so the Kalytics report for Paranormal Romance came out, I think a month or two ago. Kalytics is a company that does, it's like K Kindle analytics. So they focus on Amazon and they have all sorts of bots and crawlers, or I don't know how they get this information, but you can pay and get these reports on different genres. And so I got the report for Paranormal Romance, and it came with one on Shifter Romance, which is Savage City is a paranormal romance. It is a Shifter Romance, even though it's very different from what you normally think of as those things. Um, I, I can't seem to write like a normal one. <laughs> and so I was just interested in what it had to say. And it has lots of information about the top-selling books in these genres. It does all kinds of different genres. Every month or so, it comes out with a new report on a new genre. The, the, the most recent one that just came out like a day or two ago is on Cozy Mysteries. So if you are a writer interested in this kind of data, it can help shine a light on underserved markets. Like my friend Inez Johnson used it to figure out that there was a, an underserved niche in the military, Western, sweet romance genre. So she started writing books um, under the pen name Shanae Johnson that are military, Western. They're like 
ex-soldiers who come onto a ranch and marriage of convenience. Maybe that was the thing. And there's sweet romance. A lot of things going on. It's taken off. It's like her, her bestseller. So, you know, if you are a very business-minded writer who can write um, to a specific genre like that, you can, you know, find – there's readers here and it's not saturated with content. Paranormal romance, shifter romance specifically, is saturated with content. And I did not write this book for many business reasons. I wrote it because I wanted to write it because I had the idea in my mind. So everyone is coming from a different place, you know, with their mixing their business with their artistry. And, you know, you kind of have to find the balance that works for you. So having done this thing that is not like ideal from a purely business perspective, but was the book I wanted to write. Like anything I can do business-wise to help it succeed, I am, you know, looking into. And I'm thinking even though it's, we're still months away from publication, you know, I need to start getting my ducks in a row, at least thinking about marketing. And um, yeah, so I wanted to write the book description, A, to give to the cover designer to finish the cover and B, to have. So I'll be able to market it and see because I'm still trying to get a synopsis to my agent so she can sell the audio rights. Many reasons. So working on that, um, part of the Kalytics report includes the book descriptions from the top 100 sellers at the time the report was created. So I actually read through all of them. I skimmed through many, but I, I did read a good number of these 100 book descriptions. And I used what I learned to make a list of the, the categories, like the Amazon categories I want this book to be in, to make a list of potential keywords, and to craft the book description. I also used what I was talking about, I think last week or the week before, The Universal Fantasies from that book by Theodora Taylor, um, Seven Figure Fiction, and trying to take her advice and put some, you know, I did have Universal Fantasies in this book that I identified, and I want to put them in the description so people will hopefully read the description and be like, hey, this is a book that I really want to read because it's got these cool things in it. <laughs> this is the thinking. So yeah, it's sort of pre-production, sort of marketing, sort of, yeah, I guess it's basically marketing. It's kind of planning for the upload. I mean, the keywords and the categories are a part of the upload process when you upload the book to the retailers. Um, not just, mostly Amazon, but everybody requires, I think most of them allow you to do some kind of keywords and the, the BISAC categories, which are usually you get to, um, you get to at Amazon. I think there's other places where you can get more than two. And um, yeah, so just starting that process, thinking about this is like the very basics. It's not even marketing, marketing, but it is an important foundational step to marketing the book. And I think I've got a lot of that out of the way. I'm going to have to refine it over time as we get closer, but yeah, started that process, which I think is important because those things can really hem me up. Like if I try to there have been times when I'm like, I'm just going to upload this book and I get to the screen and I'm like, oh no, I need keywords, I need categories, I need all these things that I totally forgot about. <laughs> so it's best to get them out of the way early. I talked in detail about the revision process for Savage City. Uh, so earlier last week, I kind of completed the planning for it. So I did the synopsis, which turned out to be seven pages long. It was basically one paragraph per scene. And then I did my schedule, the original schedule, which I've already revised um, since spending two days on it and going way, way faster than I thought I would. I looked at the level of effort for each scene, and then I planned which day to write it. So I print off a calendar 
And I actually write on the calendar the city numbers that I want to get down on each day. And I X off on the calendar the days that I know I'm not going to write. So I generally write five to six days a week. Um, I, I try to write on Saturdays. Sundays can be difficult. So, and then obviously, you know, vacation days, if there's other, you know, things going on, like certain days I know can't write that day, that helps. And that helps keep an accurate idea of like, okay, this is how much I can get done. Then I looked at each scene and I'm like, well, the high, this, the scenes with a high level of effort, I'll give them their own day. I can do three or four low scenes a day and then maybe two medium, you know, you mix and match and you figure out what's going to happen. So I had laid that all out. And then, like I said, in the first day, I got through four scenes when I was only supposed to get through one. And so after today's writing session, I went back and I do it in an erasable pen. So I use these friction erasable color pens on the printed calendar. So I erased all the all the schedule and I did a new one based on the pace so far. Because today I got through um, five and six and I, I could have gotten through seven, but I decided seven is a, a low level of effort. I was going to try to sneak it in, but I was like, let me just start tomorrow strong. So I've already gotten through the first six chapters. Um, tomorrow I have to re- review six again because I did a lot of additions to it. But that let me know like a more realistic idea of, okay, even even with a scene with a high level of effort, sometimes I can still get through it in 20 or 40 minutes. Um, like one of them I did in 20 minutes, another one it took me an hour. So some of it you're not going to know, but I replanned everything and I redid the schedule. So I feel good about that now. And, you know, it, it, it can still change, but I feel much more confident about being able to finish everything by the end of the week. I mean, the end of the month, end of October. In book recommendations, because I was on vacation, I did a bit more reading than usual or than I have been doing lately. Uh, usual depends on like when you're talking about, but I read some great fantasy romance novels that I highly recommend, both by Elise Kova. Um, the first one I did was A Dance with the Fae Prince, and then I went back and read A Deal with the Elf King. I think that's the order. I read them out of order, but they're standalones. And um, yeah, they were both a lot of fun. I really enjoyed both of them. So if you were in the mood for some high fantasy romance, uh, they are connected, but they are standalones. I went back and read it because there's a bonus scene that you can get if you sign up for her newsletter, which I was already on her newsletter. But anyway, the bonus scene had spoilers for the book before so that I read the book before so that I could read the bonus scene. It's a great strategy. Like, kudos to her for hacking my mind and being able to know that I couldn't just not read the bonus scene after I'd read the book. That means I had to read a whole nother book. Um, But I was happy to do so because I had enjoyed the first one. So great technique. I also read, finally... The Luckiest Lady in London, which is by Sherry Thomas. It is historical romance. I had um, heard of it for a while. It's been on my Kindle for a while. And one of my favorite podcasts, which is Learning the Tropes, did a review on it a few weeks ago. And I've been waiting to listen to the episode until after I've read the book. I loved it. I texted my friends. I was like, you have to read this book. I've actually never read any Sherry Thomas books before, but I have several of them on my Kindle for a long time. I just have, you know, all the books on my Kindle that I've never read. It's one of them, or she has several of them. So she does all kinds of different genres. And I've been hearing about how good she was for a long time. And now I know. And so I can finally dig up the rest of the books that I have and probably buy new ones. Um, so yeah, more book recommendations for you. And that is it for beauty for this week. Um, goals are to get through, I think this week I'm trying to get 
get to chapter 15 of Savage City in the revision. As I record this, I just got an email from my editor at Orbit with line edits for <laughs> The Monsters We Defy, so I have to work that into my schedule too now. Again, those came back super fast. Like, when did I turn this book in? When was it due? It was due less than a month ago. I turned it in. Um, so it's line edits plus a little bit more revision. She wants me to pull forward a few more things. I skinned the email really quickly and I also have to go back and look at her notes and um, look at that. So I will have to redo my writing schedule and figure out how I'm going to do all of these things. <laughs> it's exciting though, um, because you know, you know how much I love that book if you've been listening for any length of time. And uh, yeah, so writing all the words work so far. I mean, it's Monday at 1247 as I'm recording this. So, so far work's been great. I hope that you have a wonderful week. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day, which is today. And I will talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter and get the show notes in your email box, in your inbox, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out the video episodes on YouTube. I would really appreciate a rating or review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcasts.